Are you excited? <laughs> I'm pumped. <laughs> I'm so pumped, actually. I've been waiting for this day for a long time. So, I've been waiting for yeah for a while. So, be on this podcast. I, yeah. I love, I love it. So, you're, he's yeah. he's a big fan. Big he's fan. Been, big. Swoon day one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like, oh, you are famous. This is actually before day one because that's true. Yeah, I, yeah. I just big fan. So. Welcome back to All Good in the Brotherhood podcast. Um, I am Brother Francisco, and joining with me is one of my best friends and monks from St. Vincent, Brother Bosco Huff, um, who has been a monk for, what, three and a half? Three and a half years. Yeah. Yeah, going on four. Um, hopefully this year I'll be making my solemn vows, so I'm... Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. As, as excited I am for being on this podcast, I'm a little bit more excited to be making solemn vows. That's good. I think this July. As it should be. Yeah. yeah. There should be priorities right <laughs> yeah. there. Um, but yeah, Bosco and I, um, we knew each other before we entered the monastery, actually, uh, when we were Sam and DJ. Um, we were both college students at St. Vincent. Um, Bosco was a year ahead of me in college. We played volleyball together. That's kind of the way we actually met. That's how, yeah. Um, so a good solid grounding in a relationship <laughs> is involved. We were we were in campus ministry together. Yeah. But we never like crossed paths. But now our love love for volleyball like kind of established our friendship. Yeah. So. Uh, and then even though he graduated ahead of me because you did your master's program, I actually mm-hmm. ended up entering the monastery before him. Although he was a postulant when I was a novice, so that's how we really started to become friends, which yeah. is pretty cool. Uh, one of my favorite, and probably one of the things that actually helped me stay in the novitiate was on a lot of Friday nights, because um, normally as a novice, like after Compline, nine o'clock, it's like, go to bed. But I would sort of <laughs> bend the rules <laughs> yeah. on that just a little bit. A little bit. Um, and not every Friday night, but a lot of Friday nights, um, Bosco and I would do like, uh, like a beer and ketchup hour or so, or sometimes three hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Usually three hours. Yeah, it yeah. was. I mean, I think it was just both of us were kind of, um, and we, we, I was the only postulant, you were yep. the only novice. And so we were able really just to come together in that we weren't lonely, but at the same time, the loneliness. Yeah, yeah. there was, there was definitely aspects of loneliness yeah. there. So yeah. Um, well anyways, uh, thought today, um, we just talk about something very monastic, very Benedictine, um, mm-hmm. which is Lexio Divina. So, um, yeah, Bosco, what is, what is Lexio <laughs> Divina? Um, Lexio Divina is, I think, just a very beautiful, very personal, intimate, uh, form of prayer that the Benedictines kind of established and while now we kind of have given it, given it to the church and where anyone can really pray, pray it, but since we kind of began it, it's kind of asked of us to kind of pray. And really, it's very simple. You just take the Word of God, you take Scripture, mm-hmm. and you kind of just take a small section. You're not expected to read the entire Bible in one sitting. Yeah, right, yeah. But um, you take a one section. Um, a lot of people do the Gospel readings or the readings for that day. Um, but you can read even the Old Testament, Wisdom, Psalms. But you take one little section and you kind of pray over that. And you kind of ask the Lord to reveal to you like a word a phrase that um can help you within that day within um within your life to really grow closer to god so yeah yeah and the word lexio divina is latin for divine reading mm-hmm. um and it really means how to take the words that are you know from scripture the words of the divine and then yeah bring them close to the heart um so that uh and it's yeah like bosco said um it's a real kind of a monastic way to read scripture more really in contrast to kind of a more academic or intellectual study of scripture, which is very beneficial. And that's what we do in seminary. Uh, and 
that itself has also exceptionally grown my spiritual life. Um, mm. Doing what are the what are called exegetical papers or exegesis. Uh, I did one last semester on Matthew um, eight uh, verses five through thirteen, the parable or not the parable, the healing of the centurion servant, mm. and just like looking at specific Greek terms and its place in the gospel and everything. It just it really opens stuff up, which is awesome. That's one way to study scripture. But this is a different way, and this is kind of a personal reflection on scripture. Yeah. Um, and I love uh, my our our novice master um, kind of gave us like reflection on lecture divina, and he gave us like this word like ruminate. Yeah. I think it's very important in in lectio because I think our tendency in society, modern society today, is to kind of like breeze through what we're reading yeah. just to get to the next thing. Mm. But he kind of asked us to think of it as like a rumination over a single word or a phrase where you pick on something that kind of like strikes your interest and you kind of like ruminate kind of like a cow when they like just continue like gnaw on the same cud over and over again yeah whereas it like gnaw over the same word over and again Mm. and trying to like get all the nutrients out of that one word yeah which is um beautiful because this is the divine word exactly yeah and the great thing about it is it could mean one thing to you and you chew on it. And even the same word could strike me, but something different about mm-hmm. it. And like just the power of the fruit of the word of God. And as St. Paul says, it is always living and effective, right? Yes. So you could you could do the same lexio, re- like reflect on the same verse every day for a whole week and something different about it could come out to you, um, which is pretty neat. So um, just, you know, from your own personal experience, how have you kind of grown into lexio and how has it benefited your own spiritual life. Yeah, I honestly, if I didn't do Alexio every day, I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't be here in the monastery. Yeah, I think. I, I, um, and I wouldn't be agree. as close as I am to Christ. Uh, there's always room for improvement, of course. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it just changed my life completely. But when I first entered, entered into the monastery, I would, um, I would try to do a holy hour, but I would tend to, um, like fall asleep, or I would get distracted, or I would just be like thinking about, oh, I need to do this, this, and this next. And so I just felt like I would constantly just be looking at my watch, just waiting for the mm-hmm. hour to be over. And sometimes I would just like walk out because I'm like, there's no point. I'm just very distracted. Yep. Yep. But then Father Joe introduced lecture to me and he kind of like emphasized this slow process of reading. And so I began doing that. And at first it was kind of awkward. I'm like, this is really slow. I'm not really getting anything out of it. But once I really just allowed the Lord to like work through it, I began just craving, like I said, mm. craving Lecture Divina. And now, now I'm at this point where um, my holy hour is like over. I'm like, I barely even finished reading. So I'm like, it's just really, mm. um, it's just really just heightened my, my prayer life. But I think also in addition to that too, I think a lot of Catholics, a lot of Christians are tempted when they're praying to constantly be asking God for things. Mm-hmm. I think an emphasis on Lecture Divina is is that relationship where like yes we are asking god to like reveal to us what he wants us to know but then he also because we are asking him we're also expected to listen too yeah. which is yeah. i think is very important and that's one big thing i've learned from lexio is um uh prayer is conversation and a conversation is, is two ways not just one way yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. i think father nathaniel quotes saint jerome a lot which is in prayer we speak to god and in scripture god speaks to us mm-hmm. Um, and I, I find that so true. And I know in my own novitiate, um, 
It was like, you know, I, I tried to do a little Lexio before I became a monk, but it was definitely very sporadic and also like that, like awkward and like, I don't even know if I'm doing this right mm-hmm. or like, or I felt like I was forcing, oh, this word must be striking me, right? Because I, if times I wasn't feeling it and that's okay. Sometimes nothing yeah. obviously speaks to us and that can itself be a way God is speaking to yeah. you, which is kind of crazy, but um, but then coming to do it more and every day as a monk, especially the novice, um, I made it kind of a goal to try to do like almost all of Paul's epistles as a novice. So, mm-hmm. and sometimes, you know, that would take me like one letter would take me, you know, three, four weeks. I remember some took me like four months wow. and just, you know, doing like five, six verses at a mm-hmm. time. And at least the way I like to do it, and I know you do too, I think is, is journal kind of a little yeah. bit of the meditation. So not just reflecting on it mentally or like seeing how God is working on your heart through the scripture, but actually like writing down tangibly your thoughts or your meditations or even your prayer, which we'll talk about the steps in a second of what Lexio is. Um, And I do that for two reasons. One, it helps me kind of focus and concentrate better. Um, And just as we're receiving through word, I think it's good to like reflect in word itself, like the written word, but also because I can go back Yes. I can go back and like look at this journal and be like, whoa, like scripture hit me in this way this time. That was crazy. What I really love to do is if I know I'm like reading a scripture, I'm like, oh, I think I've meditated on this before. I go find it and like, holy cow, something completely different hit me back then. That's pretty sweet. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. I I like writing writing things down. One, I'm, my mind goes like a hundred miles an hour. So I think just focusing in on like each word that I write, it helps me focus. I think too is I think oftentimes in our own prayer life, um, I don't I don't I don't want to say that we get complacent, but you can feel like you're not growing at mm-hmm. all, and I I get into that headspace a lot. Yeah. And so by having these journals and kind of like looking back and realizing like oh like I I had these issues before and I grew tremendously mm. through them, um, because I'm praying and like giving God my my heart and saying like these are my struggles, Lord. Um, like real to me what what I need to do to um to grow closer to you and get out of this and as always he, he's a good God he yeah, does yeah and yeah. so I, I just love seeing like even even if they seem small at the moment they it's like a tr- tremendous amount of progress yeah oh, absolutely it's so good to see your prayer actually answered right? exactly that that too that too um, yeah so sweet well um then I think it's one of the best ways to you know not just talk about Lexio Divina, but actually maybe do some mm-hmm. Lexio Divina, especially for for all of you who are listening or watching, maybe you've heard Lexio Divina is like a word, or you know that it means reading scripture, but maybe you're not necessarily sure what it looks like or how to do it. Um, I was talking with Bosco and I said, well, why don't we just like do, do some um, as part of the po- podcast? So first we're going to kind of break down, there's actually steps for traditional and kind of more recently contemporarily, <laughs> yeah. um, the kind of a fifth step of, of Lexio Divina has been added. Um, and so really the way to approach this is to go through these steps mm-hmm. slowly and methodically and not rush it. Like yeah. at least, I mean, sometimes my entire holy hour is through Lexio Divina, which I know sometimes like my spiritual directors say, okay, that's really good. But like you also <laughs> but, need to just sit there sometimes. Yeah. Um, but at least like a solid 30 minutes, you know, taking five to seven minutes on each step. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe maybe one step is a little longer than the other, but still. So um, I figured we bounced back and forth yeah. on them. So the first step of Lexio Novena is, surprise, Lexio, uh, reading, <laughs> the actual reading of it. Yeah. Um, so whatever verse you pick, and especially for people who are new, I often just encourage them just the gospel of the day. 
Um, because in a way, um, like that is what the church has picked already for us to receive. Mm. So why reinvent the wheel? But also the church is also following a cycle. So if you pick up the daily reading each day, you're probably following off what you read yesterday. And that kind of can give a continuity to your Lexio. So the Lexio is, just, yeah, read it. Read it slowly. Don't try to rush. And the first time you read it, don't look for immediately, oh, what's hitting me? Yeah. Just read it to get the general scope, right? Sit with that for a minute and then read it again. And that time, start to ask the Holy Spirit to open your heart to receive maybe whatever that word or phrase is. Um, and after that, we move into stage two. Yeah. Stage two is a meditatio. That I have pronounced yes. it. I'm yeah. really bad at Latin. But meditatio, and this is kind of like what he was saying, going to the next phase where you read it once just to see what what is this scripture saying like objectively to to the Christian, to the Catholic. The meditatio is more going into um, more more the yeah, subject subjective yeah that, that w- good way to say it mm-hmm. subjective about like how how it relates to you and your own personal life and so again you're reading it a second time a third time sometimes if i'm just distracted that day even like a fourth time yeah and you're really just asking the holy spirit to guide you to a word or to a phrase that really that like that hits you or mm-hmm. that um like either like oh like this is like a really cool way of saying that this really like oh the, or or like this is like weird like why yeah. is it why is it saying that way or mm-hmm. maybe like you notice like a character is doing something mm-hmm. but during this period uh you you gravitate towards something that kind of like strikes you but then while you're doing this you kind of go into like imagining what's happening in the story too so you, you can put yourself into the story mm-hmm. as a character or um yeah there's other ways too yeah, yeah no there's yeah there's lots of different ways to kind of approach meditatio some of it is for for more of that like tangible experience like what if you were, let's say, like from the Good Samaritan parable, like what would it be like to be the Samaritan or to mm-hmm. be the poor man that was attacked? Or even are you the priest or the Levite that just walks by to kind of put yourself in that? But then, or if a word is striking you, just repeating that word over and over and over mm-hmm. again. I do that a lot to myself until I really feel like, oh, this, this I think maybe is why. Um, and then kind of in that stage is starting to say like, okay, why is this? hitting me or why is this jumping out to me or why is this theme or why does putting myself in this character maybe unique to me today than it wouldn't be otherwise and kind of then asking okay lord how are you speaking to my life today through that yeah yeah exactly um yeah i think think, think you said it well (laughs) yeah i can't really add to that Um, so then uh step three is oratio or prayer and that's to take whatever you've reflected on whatever you meditated on and turn it into a prayer back to the lord because he obviously is already pouring out and giving so much of himself to you through the word that it's kind of now our turn to give back to him, whether it's in praise, um, some kind of petition. So if maybe in that example of like the Good Samaritan or whatever, you feel like you are the priest or the Levite mm-hmm. that just walks by, that you would say, Lord, help me to truly be aware of the suffering or the needs of my brothers. Or um, if you feel like you're the man who was beaten down, like, Lord, help deliver me, bring me a Good Samaritan in my life. Or... But maybe it's just praise that like for someone who has been a good Samaritan mm-hmm. in your life. So Yeah. Now I think yeah, I think this part is uh is crucial. Because I think oftentimes we at least for me, I shouldn't say it, we me personally, I I don't want to ask God for, for like for this thing. Like okay, I can do it on my own. Mm. But I'm allowing God to kinda like come like just through the through the scripture, come to you and be like, No, like it's okay. Like he wants he wants to help you in, in your in your struggle to like uh, 
whenever like you don't like someone or you're having struggle struggles with someone or like or if you're having trouble trouble with prayer like he wants to enter into that and like mm-hmm. help you mm-hmm. so really just being vulnerable and um giving him your weakness and like yes i need i need you because without you i i don't have anything yep so um yeah so then after oratio and yeah after oratio comes contemplatio which is is really my favorite because um for me lexio is I love Lexio, but it is like a lot of work. You go from reading to meditating on what it means to praying, bring Christ into it. And then at the end is contemplatio, where you really can just like rest. Mm-hmm. And you just rest in everything that you learned through the scripture, uh, what the Lord was kind of speaking to you, and then asking God to come into that. And then you can just, uh, yeah, just sit and rest and just enjoy the presence of God, which yeah. really, I just think about like, this is what we're what we're called to in heaven yeah we're, exactly. we're going to be contemplating god for the rest of our lives yeah so really um he's like welcoming us into hmm. like um like you said maybe seven minutes of contemplatio but really just resting in his presence and just thanking god for this gift of of scripture and of lexia yeah yeah i don't, don't have anything to <laughs> yeah. that. that's good yeah, yeah. um so, but i also sometimes um I tend to fall asleep at this at this point. <laughs> true rest, so, yeah, true rest. And um, but I know Saint Therese. I think Saint Therese would say that um, even like the what what parent doesn't love to see their their child rest and sleep. Yeah. And so I just I kind of welcome that because if a saint says that, it has to be good. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Well, she I think reported like fell asleep in like every one of her holy hours. Yeah, so, so like if she did that, then like maybe we're gonna be saints. Yeah, we're gonna be. That's the hope. Anyways, yeah. So. Um, yeah, now I definitely, contemplative can sometimes be hard for me too. One, because I'd often fall asleep, but two, I'm, I'm just naturally not a person who rests. Like yeah. I'm just always like a go getter, you know? And like to like, just cause the, why I like Lexio, it's kind of still an active participation. Right. And so to move to this stage, it's, it's almost to say like, okay, everything you've done up to this point is good, but that's still not the greatest part of this. The greatest mm-hmm. part is just resting with God and yeah. being in his presence. And for me, being kind of an achiever, like box checking kind of mentality with a lot of stuff, that can be a hard stage. So if that's a hard stage for you, if you're like, what does it mean to just sit in God's presence? It's kind of hard to explain. Yeah. Because you just kind of have to be and not do. And that's for me is like, how do I do contemplation? It's like, well, as soon as you think you're doing (laughs) it, you're not doing it, right? No, yeah, I think think it is a struggle um, in our society today because people think like, I'm only worth, um, I'm only worth as much as like, I can do or give to another person. Yeah. But God's not asking you to do anything. Yeah. All He wants is is you personally, and that thing that's, uh, I think that's kind of the crescendo of Lexio. It's like hmm. you're slowly giving yourself. God's entirely giving Himself, but you're slowly giving yourself all the way up to contemplatio, and that's yeah. where you're fully are giving yourself. You don't have to be doing anything but just resting. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to rest, everyone. Yeah. So. But for the people who. Uh, yeah. <laughs> find it difficult but, to rest yeah stage five can come in clutch um which is axio or action and mm-hmm. like i said this has been added more recently uh seem like more contemporary monastic authors saying like they see this as an important stage especially for christians today because was, the temptation for lukewarmness i think is greater mm-hmm. now than it ever has been um and so that means to, to do something with what you've received or do something with the word that has touched you don't let God's presence, don't let his speaking to you go un, unreceived fully, you know, or, um, yeah, don't let it just kind of wash away. 
mm-hmm. so that if you know get up from the holy hour get up from your lexio if that's the only time that his word affected you that's that's not enough it needs to kind of be lived out so actually is to kind of is to make like a an intentional decision or intentional kind of like plan of how you're going to implement maybe something very small it doesn't have to be this grand oath thing from this reading um so whether it's Maybe trying to be more encouraging to other people, being more positive in your speech, turning praise to God when you'd rather turn something negative, mm-hmm. um, spending an extra five minutes in prayer rather than rushing off to your next thing. Whatever it is, is letting the word actually take an active role then in your life. No, I really like that a lot. Yeah, I, I, I've never heard of Axio. Oh, really? So I'm, yeah, I'm learning something on this podcast. Oh, let's go. But um, but I, when you were when you were talking about that, I especially loved it because it's very. I think, um, like very like Eucharistic, very very much uh, parallels the Mass. I think, mm. and as we know through the Catechism, that uh, the source and summit of our faith is the Eucharist, is yeah. the Mass. And so we know at the very end of the Mass, uh, the priest says, "Go out, go, um, go, go out, go out and love and serve the Lord." Mm-hmm. Right. And so, uh, as we see the Eucharist, we receive Him personally. We mm. we have that relationship with Him. Um, then we go out and serve. And so in Lexia, it seems like it's the same thing too, yeah, where yeah. we receive his word, mm. um, it affects our lives. And we're not supposed to keep it and like hoard it. It's a gift that we're supposed to like go out and give give to other people too. Yeah, exactly. So. so maybe we could give you a little bit of our gift if we can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, yeah. to not to assert ourselves or to think that we're you know great or anything, but mm-hmm. um, we wanted to share Lexia with you. So um, also, by the way, we didn't, say this to you but happy thanksgiving yeah <laughs> happy thanksgiving everyone <laughs> if you made it this far happy thanksgiving um yeah. um yeah i was talking to someone today about lexio actually and they're like well enjoy um they're like enjoy stuffing yourself with a li- with scripture and then tomorrow enjoy yourself enjoy stuffing yourself with food i'm like thank you i will i'll be doing that. there we go that's so, a good way of putting yeah. it so, so if you're in the middle of stuffing yourself with food or you're like preparing or cooking or whatever you know, let's take a, t- a second to be with Jesus in, in the Word. So, yeah. um, so we decided to take uh, today's lexio um, from the readings from today's uh, scripture uh, at Mass, uh, particularly from the Gospel, uh, which is according to Luke. So I printed it out for you, yeah. Bosca, so you, you have it. Um, so we're just gonna approach this. It'll probably be a little faster than normal, just so that the podcast doesn't run, you know, four hours. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so we'll just uh, take turns reading. Um, I, we'll read twice maybe today. Okay. Um, so yeah, and we'll kind of announce and like each stage as we go through it. So you kind of have a mental note of it. Um, so yeah, we'll just start by like 10 seconds of calm and quiet. And then I'll read. Then we'll reflect. You can read. And then we'll start moving. So. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. As Jesus continued his journey to Jerusalem, he traveled through Samaria and Galilee. As he was entering a village, ten persons with leprosy met him. They stood at a distance from him and raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. As they were going, they were cleansed. And one of them, 
realizing he had been healed, returned, glorifying God in a loud voice. And he fell at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus said in reply, Ten were cleansed, were they not? Where are the other nine? Has none but this foreigner returned to give thanks to God? Then he said to him, Stand up and go. Your faith has saved you. A reading from the Gospel of Luke. Reading from the Gospel according to Luke. As Jesus continued his journey to Jerusalem, he traveled through Samaria and Galilee. As he was entering a village, ten persons with leprosy met him. They stood at a distance from him and raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. As they were going, they were cleansed. And one of them, realizing he had been healed, returned, glorifying God in a loud voice. And he fell at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus said in reply, Ten were cleansed, were they not? Where are the other nine? Has none but this foreigner returned to give thanks to God? Then he said to him, Stand up and go. Your faith has saved you. So now that we've gone through stage one of Lexio, of reading, now moved into stage two of Meditatio, kind of opening ourselves to whatever word, phrase, or theme from this passage has jumped out to us. Um, and just to maybe reflect on why and what part of our our life maybe we feel that this is speaking to or maybe why it's jumping out. So um, do you want to start? Do you have anything? Or? I can go. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Um, I really, uh, when you when you read the phrase, and he fell at the feet of Jesus, uh, I, I kind of struggled uh, in my notes, fell at the feet. Mm. And I just think a lot of times uh, in, in scripture, but especially in the gospel, uh, there's many mentions of people um, like falling at the feet of Jesus, hmm. and I, I often wonder, like, why, like, why do they, like, why, why does this often mention what was hmm. happening with these people? Um, and I think it's really a, uh, but then I like I flash to, um, the Last Supper whenever hmm. Jesus was cleaning the feet of the apostles, and in that act, I just really see that as an act of like humility, hmm. because like you're, I mean, I think slaves and servants at the time, even now, they bow down at the feet of their master and so at this he um the other other nine people they were cleansed but they didn't they weren't they weren't humble enough to go back and like even thank jesus yeah. for for this miracle but he came he came and thanked him not only that but he humbled himself and like bowed hmm. to jesus kind of signifying that he understood that he's not just this prophet he's not just this miracle worker but he is he is god yeah um so i kind of I haven't worked right now like how that kind of works in my own life, but I just love uh, 
this idea of like humility and really at, i think it's very like monastic like we we yeah. come to this monastery to deny ourselves and mm. follow and follow um follow the rule in order to come closer to, to christ and i think that's and i think that's where jesus is he's in that humility yeah so yeah I, you know as you were talking just the connection of humility and gratitude mm-hmm. yeah i don't think we can really give thanks to god if we aren't humbling enough to say wow without him i wouldn't have had this at all you know, like this is no part of me that did this so he's falling at the so yeah that, that's i yeah. appreciate that uh, for me the line um when they call out to him and they say jesus master have pity on us um i this is a, several different um times in scripture i think um bartimaeus says the same thing like jesus son of david have pity on me and i every time i hear that i just i love it and if i hear it again here and it just it strikes me that what what they're calling out to jesus is not jesus heal us jesus like come over here take jesus take away our leprosy it's jesus have pity on us and it's all to me reflecting on another scripture passage where he crosses the sea and he comes to a deserted place and there's all those people and it says um, his heart was moved with pity mm-hmm. for them for they were like a sheep without a shepherd so he taught them to me when they say have pity on us it's almost as if Jesus is renowned for his pity at this point like they know that if they plead his pity that he will have compassion mm-hmm. and that that that's what's going to move him is instead of saying like oh Jesus heal me like this is what we're looking for they're, they're looking for his heart here instead mm. of looking for his action. Now, they don't necessarily respond as they should after they've received it, except for the one Samaritan. But I think their their prayer and their request is made from a good place, is to have pity on us. And I, I just think that that's something that I need to take into my life more, is instead of asking Jesus, Lord, fix this place here, or Lord, fix my relationship with this person, or make me you know, more zealous or make me more courageous or, you know, make me more, you know, self, have better self-mastery. Instead, it's like, just have pity on me. Because that's what he, they asked and he took care of what they wanted. He cleansed. He knew what they needed and he just did it, right? Because they implored his pity. So if I, maybe the better thing to do for me, instead of trying to dictate to Jesus how I want him to heal me or how I want to help to just implore his pity, trusting that, when I do so, he'll actually heal the places that need to be healed. That's really good. That's beautiful. Yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, God God knows what we want. And, um, and he's going to purify our prayer. And he's going to give us, like, not always, like, what we what we ask for, but what we need. Mm, yeah. And um, I think that definitely like, is revealed in this that, yes, they, they needed to be cleaned of their physical ailment. But as shown through the Samaritan, like, their hearts also need to be cleansed, yeah. too. Yeah. And so... For at least for that Samaritan, Christ would be able to like work through that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I also think it's I, maybe I want to get your thoughts on this too. Um, that after the Samaritan comes back, Jesus says, "Stand up and go. Your faith has saved you." Um, that this seems like there's it's a double. It's like the second stage of healing, right? Before the, he's been healed of his leprosy, but now he's saying, "Your faith has saved you." It's almost as if like. There's more to what Jesus wanted to do for them if they would only have come back. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you do you, do you feel that maybe that's something that we can? I, I know for me, like to just come back to Jesus for for more. I think sometimes I settle for like, oh wow, God's done great things. Like 
to think like that's all he has for me instead of like oh that was stage one like just <laughs> yeah. just stick with me like come back to me again like i want to give you ten thousand more things but you're just you're too slow to or you think oh that's it that's enough no yeah i, I think it's really the um i'm glad you brought that up uh i think that's probably the most important phrase in this is that last part um but yeah i really think that that's the our spiritual our spiritual journey mm. um without getting too much into it there's three different phases right yeah and the first phase is um kind of where we get that all that that affirmation and like we're it's like almost easy to have that faith because like god's like giving you like all these treats like keep coming keep coming yeah but then the next stage is where it gets gets difficult and where you don't always feel jesus or like see him like working your lives and is in that stage that he's calling you he's like he's actually closer to you and he's calling yeah. you closer to his heart um but some people can just be discouraged because they don't have those like warm and fuzzy feelings. Mm-hmm. And so um, our end goal is to be to be in communion with, mm-hmm. with Christ. And so you have to have that faith like, okay, even if I don't have those warm and fuzzy feelings, um, I know he's here and I know he loves me. So I just need to, need to keep, like you said, keep trudging forward. And eventually, um, uh, yeah, I'll have that communion. With him. Yeah. So, yeah. What are your, what are your thoughts? No, I, yeah. I, I 100% Again. agree with that. Again. Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I have anything to add <laughs> I think that's, okay. that's great. No, so. yeah, I love that though. Yeah, I, I, I love the, um, I'm really bad with the words. Not, it's not a paradox, but I like, I like it how he said like your faith has saved you. Like not only has he saved you um, physically because during this time, those with leprosy, uh, they basically were like left for dead yeah. out, yeah. out in the wilderness. And so because of that original faith of asking pity of mm-hmm. Christ, they were able to go back into communion with the community that they were in. But um, but then there's this double meaning too, where he's like, not only is are you physically saved, which is important, but the ultimate importance is yeah. being spiritually saved too. Salvation. Um, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That's really cool too. And, and what the other nine missed because they didn't come back, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. He, this guy, he came back simply to praise and God gave him another gift. It was like, yeah, it's, it's not just healing that I want to give you. Like, I want to give you salvation. And how often we pray for the healing or pray for that. And maybe we even get it. And God wants to use it as an incentive to invite us to trust him deeper, to mm-hmm. pray more. And we just mm-hmm. settle for the first stage. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I also, um, going off of that too, um, yeah, I think a lot of people think like, oh, my prayer hasn't been hasn't been answered. Yeah. And so like there must not be a God. But like mm-hmm. no, like it's not that he's not answering your prayer. He's he's kind of purifying it and he's answering it in a way that like like you said, brings him uh closer to you and brings you deeper into into his own heart and his own love. Um Yeah, something I tell people more I and I'm sure you get this question a lot, is like, why isn't God answering my yeah. prayer? And there's lots of answers for that. There's lots of things we can, like what you said, purifying, um, be, making it closer attuned to his will or to what you actually need mm-hmm. versus what you think you need. But sometimes I tell people, sometimes the answer to your prayer is to continue to pray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes it, God just knows that if you're praying, that's what you need. You need to be praying more. And so by slowing his response, he's causing in you a habit of prayer because if God answered immediately, you probably would be like, well, I pray once he takes care of it. I'll only pray when he answers me or when I need an answer versus like, well, no, he's growing you into being a prayerful person because that is what's far more important 
right now. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm taking an, uh, an Old Testament class, and that, like, everything you just said kind of um, is, like, revealed through salvation history in the Old Testament, too, where the Israelites constantly, like, they pray to God, like, yep. they're in trouble with, like, all these uh, Canaanite war, uh, tribes, like, overtaking them. So they pray to God. God saves a day through uh, different judges and different kings. And then they just stop praying to him. Yep. And then he's like, okay, well, it's going to be more struggle. And then that, that cycle just keeps keeps happening. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's, yeah, that's a beautiful, beautiful um, words that you shared. Yeah. Sure. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. All right. So then um, now with that, we'll move into stage three of Oratio. So mm-hmm. uh, invite uh, Bosco and then I uh, will kind of prayer prayer like a personal prayer and um obviously most of the time you'll do this you won't be doing with other people so we're kind of putting ourselves out there a little bit but in in way you know if you do this with a group um kind of do group like Sio Divina because we've done we actually did that as part of monastic formation Mm -hmm. um and to voice that prayer in a group is really powerful too one that group actually or those people in it know what to pray for you now in the future but also um there's a there's a there's just a beauty of being able to voice your prayer with brothers and sisters around you. Um, it's a comfort, you know. Yeah, I, I think I think just grow closer closer together. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, yeah. So cool. cool. Um, yeah, if you want to attend in prayer. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Um, yeah, Lord God, uh, my faith is is weak. Um, I'm I've, I'm weak. I have weaknesses that I struggle with, and without you, I'm in no way able to uh, attain attain heaven, attain salvation. Um, it's only by you, in which I am able to to be in communion with you, enjoy uh, the eternal joy with you. So, Lord, I ask you to really just come down and humble my heart. Because oftentimes I am very prideful and think that I can do it on my own. But come down and humble me so that I may really just rest in your arms and allow me to uh, receive the gift of faith and to just grow deeper in love, deeper in love with you and deeper into humility. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, uh, I ask that you would draw me ever closer to your sacred heart, um, the heart which is moved for pity uh, for for me um, time and time again, for I know I am a quite pitiful person. Um, and I, Lord, I ask that instead of me trying to f- correct situations and fix them and bring them to you only then, uh, that I would bring them to you as they are and simply ask that you gaze on them with pity. And that I trust more um, in each gift that you give to me, not as the gift that I think I should have, but rather truly as the gift that I know that you want to give me as as the one I need. Um, And Lord, I also ask that I might be a better witness of the goodness of your heart uh, to my brothers here in the monastery and to my brothers and sisters outside, uh, that they might know that... uh, through you and in your heart is the greatest consolation and refuge of our own wayward hearts. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. So now we'll move into uh, stage four, um, which is contemplatio or contemplation. So um, 
on a, a podcast platform that might <laughs> might seem a little awkward. So um, we'll just, we'll, but we're going to do it because that's part of it. So mm-hmm. um, maybe I'll put some, I'll put some like s- soft meditative music for our listeners, just so you kind of know how to enter, where to enter in. But we're just going to sit for two minutes, mm-hmm. just kind of rest with the Lord and just let him place onto our hearts any last words he wants to say or just to be with him. Um, and then we'll close with making some Axio uh, plans. Great. So, okay. yeah, just uh, two minutes of just sitting here. Okay. So. Two minutes. I don't know if you wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I could have gone long. Yeah, long. Me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Um, okay. So, yeah, just uh, an action plan, whether it's small yeah. or whatever. Um, I, I guess I'll, I'll start. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think for me, just um, to repeat, you know, uh, the, the, the Jesus prayer, uh, mm-hmm. Jesus, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think to kind of maybe modify it a little bit, uh, Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on me, a sinner. I've been trying to grow more in my devotion to the Sacred Heart and just what it means for Jesus to have a human heart. Um, so I think just to repeat that to myself kind of frequently throughout the day, maybe just like a couple times, like, you know, uh, right before right before I start one of the hours of prayer, that, that just kind of be a, a way to help enter into it. So mm, I love that. Yeah. I think one way into uh, to delve into humility and receive... Uh, receive a greater faith for me would be uh, I, might bl- I might butcher this saint's name but father joe gave us a prayer card of of humility uh, from this saint called a uh, saint charles de Foucault. i don't know okay yeah um but it's a beautiful prayer and it's really just uh asking god to like as- asking god to help you surrender your heart to him so that he mm-hmm. may work more fully um and i used to pray it when i was the novice but i kind of fell out of the habit um but I think it'd be good to begin the habit again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks, Brother Bosco. No I appreciate you Thank being you. Thank here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Here. This is a legit studio. I love yeah. it. <laughs> I know. It's great. Join the monastery. Get a studio. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> yeah. um, well, thank you all for hanging on with us. Um, 
And I hope that you found this episode spiritually enriching and maybe informative in ways. Um, if you did, if you would be so kind as to tell us how or why, we'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. So comment below or whatever, you know, the drill. Um, and if something from this was, yeah, particularly powerful, please share it with someone, you know. Um, and if you didn't know anything about Lexio, but now you're going to try it, like, that's awesome. And we mm-hmm. really hope that that's where you go. So yeah. Yeah, don't be intimidated. I know some people are like, oh, I need to do a full hour of Lexio. My, my um, novice master said, do for 10 minutes. And then next week, maybe do for 15. Like, yeah. Ease into like a 30 minute Lexio. Don't, don't try to be a superhero and take like two hours of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah so, well, thank you um, from... Us here at All Good in the Brotherhood podcast, uh, we appreciate all of you. Um, may you have a blessed, uh, God-filled, and, uh, well, not indulgent, because we don't want to be indulgent. <laughs> yeah. uh, Moderation. Um, <laughs> m- moderately indulged <laughs> Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, God bless everyone. God bless. Bye. <laughs>